Welcome back to another episode of Tell It Like It Is with your host, myself, this 504 girl. And today, what is going on in New Orleans? I'm just trying to get out to the community. Can I, can I do my freedom of speech? You can stop being rude, please. Thank no, you. no, rude is when no, you can no, protect no. your white ass and they don't come after you and protect the fucking citizens in our block. Right. Two weeks ago, we had a, sh- a whenever, shooting on the fucking corner. Whenever he finished, we'll go. Whenever he finished. Just, just, just two days ago, we had a fucking police shooting down there. When the fuck we get somebody down here to help, to help us? Can we interview you right after this? Yes, please. Okay, we just let us get Because every time we call your ass, is a fucking 21. Fuck you. So, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, unfortunately, we are here to investigate a homicide that occurred here in the 7th District, 7700 block of Henley Drive. If the New Orleans Police Department was a football team, there would be barely enough players to take the field. We don't have enough people to adequately patrol. We don't have enough people to deny criminals an opportunity to operate because we don't have enough people out there. When a crime does occur, we don't have enough people to investigate the crimes fully. According to the NOPD, there are currently about 1,054 officers on the rolls in a department built for 1,600. Police Association of New Orleans President Captain Michael Glasser says if you factor in the number of personnel assigned to administrative duties or who are out sick with COVID, The number drops to only about 900 officers. So we're down to 900, and that is 56% of the 1,600 we should have. So that's a problem. The NOPD lost 150 officers last year. At the same time, there were only 40 new hires. A growing number of officers are lost to law enforcement agencies, like the Louisiana State Police, with a lateral transfer policy. That means they can leave the NOPD, attend a brief academy, and keep their rank when they move. Melanie Talia, president of the New Orleans Police and Justice Foundation, says any crime plan the city implements should include additional dollars for recruitment. I am optimistic that we can turn around the manpower numbers. This is not the first time the New Orleans Police Department has found itself short-staffed. We did it in the 90s. We've done it since then. The NOPD is expected to hold three academy classes this year with a goal of 90 recruits. We have had years where we had as much as 90. I believe we even broke 100 one year. So it absolutely is doable. On the average, we've lost one officer every two and a half days last year. And it's not likely to change. The NOPD has already lost 20 officers so far this year. Paul Murphy, Eyewitness News. What do you think of New Orleans? You think of a good time. You think of Bourbon Street. You think of Mardi Gras. You think of having a good old time. You think about second lines. The Mardi Gras Indians. Uptown, downtown, back of town. That's what you think about. Downtown New Orleans is for the tourists. It's beautiful downtown New Orleans because that's where the tourists come flock. And that's how this city makes its money from the tourists. But outside of Bourbon Street, Canal Street, Frenchman, Decatur, the French Market, and everything in between. New Orleans, 
there's a dark side. The dark side of New Orleans is the crime. The crime is so bad in New Orleans. And I know there's crime everywhere, every city, every state. Yeah, I know there's crime everywhere. But when you have an administration that's not listening to the citizens of this city and they're bickering between each other, you have the police chief bickering with the DA instead of coming together and getting the crime under control. The chief is blaming it on the DA, and the DA is blaming it on the chief. The chief is saying that the DA's office is letting all the criminals out after they have been arrested. The DA is saying, oh, New Orleans police is not arresting anyone. You guys can't catch anyone to arrest. On the media, in the news, you have two grown men arguing instead of coming together. You have interstate shootings. Just two weeks ago, a young lady, Whitney, was driving in her vehicle, was shot and killed on the interstate with her daughter in the car. Earlier that week, another victim on the interstate. We just had another shooting on the interstate. You cannot even drive your vehicle on the interstate. It's making the residents here in New Orleans outraged and scared. Carjackings. These young people are out here carjacking people. They're being arrested, but then they're let out of jail. I went to visit my cousin in New Orleans East. We sat around talking, shooting a breeze, shooting a shit as they say. And soon as I get home, I must have left maybe like mm, 3.15, something like that. Because he had to go pick up his kids from school. So I get home, 4 o'clock news come on. And breaking news, a shooting just occurred on Henley Drive in New Orleans East. Now, mind you. I just left my cousin, cousin's house on that street. And I'm like, oh, my God, what has happened? Is my cousin okay? What happened was his neighbor was killed. Just that quick. The neighbor, his neighbor was killed. He was watching his grandson 
and the father of the child came to the residence attempting to get his child. I don't know what took place uh, inside the home. Don't know that. But um, he wound up shooting shooting the child's grandfather and taking the child. And here he, he was on the run with his child. Shot the man. We just left. That's how quick things happen in this city. Oh, yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful downtown New Orleans. Oh, yes, they have it beautiful down there for Mardi Gras. But what about the citizens? What about us? What about us in our neighborhoods? So I'm going to play a snippet of the news conference that the chief had. After the shooting that I just spoke about. And you're going to hear my cousin in the background. Because you know why? He was yelling. Because he's angry. He's angry just like everyone else. We are angry. We are angry in this city. And we need help. We need the administration to stand up for us. Last night was Mardi Gras parades um, rolling in the city last night. There was a gun battle, car break-ins. Last night, several vehicles um, was broken into last night. And I'm not saying all this to scare people away from New Orleans. I'm not doing that. I'm just speaking on facts. This is facts. So what happened was it was a gunfight involving a 15-year-old and numerous reports of car break-ins as the carnival festivities occurred last night. New Orleans police confirmed one teen was arrested after he arrived to seek hospital treatment for a gunshot wound. Investigators determined a 15-year-old was a perpetrator in a gun battle that broke out around 11 o'clock last night. According to NOPD, three suspects allegedly opened fire on someone who ran, who returned fire before the suspects fled. The person who said he was tar- was the target, targeted victim of the attack was not injured. After receiving hospital treatment, the 15-year-old suspect was booked into the juvenile justice system. And, and speaking of the juvenile justice system, okay, so I stay like, I could walk to the juvenile justice system from my house. That's how close I stay. Three... Um, juveniles broke out the jail, the juvenile justice system, ran over to where I stay, carjacked the lady over here around my, I don't know, uh, exactly where the lady stayed, but they ran through the apartment complex, 
carjacked the lady. They didn't have a weapon. They just pretended like they had a weapon and took the lady car, wrecked it. But uh, they are now back in the juvenile justice system, rebooked, I'm sure, on that. So, last week, it's 3 o'clock in the evening. 3 o'clock in the evening at Costco's, I'm sure. Um, a lot of people got, a lot of cities have Costco's. And, you know, you can get gas from there if you have the membership or what have I'm sorry um you could get uh gas if you had a membership three three o'clock in the evening the lady was pumping gas and she got carjacked the gas station is full of people the guy carjacked her and ran her over she had injuries to her head and other injuries and you know she was severely injured after that carjacking so they found the team team that uh carjacked the teen suspect in brutal costco's carjacking was recently released from an armed robbery arrest without charges. So that goes back to what the chief was saying, that they would arrest the the uh, criminals, the juveniles, and the DA office would let them out. And this is exactly what happened. Uh, an 18-year-old man was arrested Sunday, February the 6th, which is today in connection with the brutal carjacking of a woman pumping gas last week at Costco's. And court records show he was released from custody when District Attorney Jason Williams refused to prosecute him after a recent armed robbery arrest. Had he stayed in jail, maybe he would not be out here carjacking again. New Orleans police announced the arrest of Tyrese Harris just before 2.30 today, 2.6, today is the 6th. Law enforcement sources told Fox 8, that's the news here, that Harris was apprehended in the 1500 block of Milton Street in the St. Bernard neighborhood. Okay, so I stay 1400 block. So he stays the next street over from where I stay in the St. Bernard neighborhood. So Arlie's Parish Sheriff Office deputies and the U.S. Marshals Service agents in connection with the February 1 carjacking at the Costco's at 3900 Dublin Street. So the, uh, who was carjacked? She was a realtor. Um, she suffered fractures to her skull, face, neck, bleeding from her brain after Harris reportedly jumped into her driver's seat while she was pumping gas and took off. Let me see if I can play a little snippet of this. Hold on. 
Let me see. Harris was booked Sunday with principal to carjacking. According to Louisiana law, a principal is any person any person concerned in the commission of a crime, whether present or absent, and whether they directly commit the act constituting the offense, aid and abet in its commission, or directly or indirectly counsel or procedure another to commit the crime. This is not the first time Harris crossed paths with law enforcement. Harris evaded capture from nearly a month last year after allegedly robbing someone at gunpoint on Washington Avenue on August the 19th. Police took the teen into custody on September the 14th, but court records shows that on November 10th, Williams, that's the DA, refused to prosecute the case. Armed robbery is punishable in Louisiana by 10 to 99 years in state prison upon conviction, with an additional five years added consecutively to the sentence if a firearm enhancement is imposed. Williams' office opted to charge Harris only with aggravated flight from an officer, according to court documents. Harris was able to bond out of jail December 16th on the lesser charge record show. He is due back in court. In that case, February the 22nd. So while he's out, is committing more crimes. Court records show that a $12,500 bond obligation imposed upon Harris after an earlier arrest last August also expired in January under Code of Criminal Procedure 701. When Williams' office failed to bring charges within 150 days, in that case, Harris has been Harris had been accused of illegal possession of stolen things, a vehicle, aggravated flight from an officer, and resisting the officer. But the district attorney's office failed to institute charges for five months until Harris by obligation expired. Harris was still was still out on bond for his September arrest. But criminal district court judge Angel Harris, a former public defender elected to the seat Section L bench in November 2020, agreed last November to set Tyrese Harris bond in a new aggravated flight case at the same $12,500 amount. She also granted a request to let his previously post bond be transferred to his new case, allowing the team to avoid a further jail stay at that time. I don't understand if they out here doing these crimes why they are letting them out. I'm not understanding this. Is this a is it a money grab? 
I just don't understand if he's out here constantly and constantly committing and committing crimes. Why they keep letting these boys out of jail? I'm not understanding this part. I'm really not. I wish somebody could explain that to me. Explain it to the citizens of New Orleans. What is going on? So ladies, when you're out here and you're pumping gas. Matter of fact, gas. Let's talk about that for a minute. So now that they have so many carjackings that's going on in New Orleans, there is mobile, um, a mobile gasoline truck that will come to your location and fill you up. So you don't have to, you know, be in fear of going to the gas stations. Like, I stay in New Orleans and I will drive all the way to Metairie. Metairie is not that far from New Orleans, but I will drive to Metairie to get gas. Because, I don't know, I just feel more safe in Metairie. Because Jefferson Parish Police, they do not play. They don't. They just don't. And not to put down New Orleans Police Department, I just feel like that uh, they need to do something, something. (laughs) They just need to... (laughs) They just need to do something about the crime. Like, they need to come up with solutions, ideas, get ideas. Okay, a lot of citizens in New Orleans, they want the National Guard here, but the chief of police do not want the National Guard here. And I kind of feel like that maybe um, he might feel embarrassed about that. That's just my opinion. He may feel a little embarrassed. That he had the military on the streets of New Orleans. But if you're, if you don't have enough officers to man the streets of New Orleans, how are you going to have enough officers to man Mardi Gras? And then have officers that's in the districts. He got rid of the task force. The task force units was out here looking for crime. That's what they did. You had your district units in a district, then you had your task force units. I don't understand why he got rid of that. I just don't get it. I just don't understand the mindset of people in these higher ups like what what do they be thinking are they thinking about the citizens or they or is it a money grab what is it i wish somebody would explain this to me so like i was saying ladies you know when you're out here at the gas station whatever Watch your surroundings. Men also carry your pistol. Have that thing in your hand or something. It is a war zone out here. And I hate to say this about my city, but it is what it is.
that's what it is. It's a war zone out here. Everyone out here trying to make a living, go to work, you know, pay your bills, have nice cars and nice houses or whatever. And you have criminals out here trying to destroy you, trying to kill you over your vehicle. This lady at Costco's was really injured behind her vehicle. It's a sad situation. And the videos I played, um, uh, this, I'm gonna, uh, say, uh, copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticisms, comment, news, reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. So, yeah, that's what I want to brush on a little bit. Talk about the dark side of New Orleans. Talk to you later.